now. Hey there, everybody. It is the Gaming Bony Board Podcast. It's me, um, Tristan, with my friend Tyler from the prior episode. Hello. And we're going to kind of be doing a continuation of that also, but we'll also be talking about some other things. Because uh, we talked about um, Fallout and some other stuff, so we have a few things related to that to talk about, and we also have... Um, we were going to talk about what we're currently recently been playing, and also some of our favorite games, and discuss that a little bit, and probably more on another podcast. So... We'll start with what you've been playing recently, Tyler. I got Red Dead Online from the sale that they've been having recently, yeah. and uh, it's been it's been real good fun. I played it some on PS4 when it first released, but for the most part, like it runs the same, if not better, on PC. Like they did a really good job bringing it over just like they did with GTA. I've been right, having quite yeah. a bit of fun with that. Yeah, I like I like well I liked GTA and I guess I don't really care much about it these days, but I had a lot of good memories with it. With you and a few others. And I like I loved Red Dead Online, even though there wasn't a whole lot to do um in the original game. But I just liked playing with friends and running around just Shooting other players and having little like fights and stuff that was pretty cool and just exploring. It's kind of like what I like about the second one, even though there's a little bit more to do, but not that much more to be honest. Yeah. So, you, how much of Red Dead Online have you played? I mean, have you played? Uh, I've got eight hours in it so far, and I bought oh. it yesterday. So, did you play? Did you play any of the battle royale or any of those modes or anything? I played them on the PS4. I oh, okay. I did, but uh, right now I've just been doing like the starting missions, trying to get enough money to get a better horse because uh, my horse is a uh, big suck. Yeah, so is mine. <laughs> it's terrible. I think I might have got a new one because me and uh, me and Dakota played it a good amount for a while on Xbox. Um, we almost finished the story. We did a bunch of stuff. Speaking of Dakota, hopefully one day he'll actually be on the podcast. Maybe one day. One day, I mean, we'll see. I planned it a few times, and then the one day that he was going to be able to do it, I ended up not being able to do it. And I know Ricky is pretty much available almost all the time, and I want to get him in with you on one, kind of discussing, like, the PS5 and maybe, like, the new Ratchet and Clank or something, since he's got a little experience with that. That'll give us a new little topic to discuss. Yeah. But, uh... I've been playing like a pretty good amount of Assassin's Creed Origins lately, um, which I remember playing the or not playing, but like seeing you play it for the first time back when it first came out. I think you were playing it on PS4, right? Yep. Yeah, and I remember like, oh, that looks cool. And then the first time I saw you do combat, I was like, oh god, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one thing that put me off. Everything else is pretty great. Combat yeah. is just not Assassin's Creed. And then I kind of just, that kind of put me off from getting it, but then I was like, ah, oh, you know what, I might still get it. And I did end up getting it for, like, Christmas that year, maybe, or the next year, I can't remember. I think I got it a year after it came out or something for Christmas, and then I 
I downloaded it. I didn't touch it. And then last year, I started it up for the first time ever. Played it a little bit, and I was like, I don't know why, but I just I thought the game didn't look great. Um, for some reason, it just early in the beginning and stuff. I just didn't think the game looked very good. Yeah. Um, and then I got in the combat, and I was like, oh, it's just kind of like like Witcher combat. And I don't know, I just wasn't very impressed. But then as I recently picked it up again and continued from where I left off, I played more, and I was more impressed. I actually was like, okay, I mean, it actually does look pretty good. The more I played, the more I explored, the more the areas I went to, I was like, okay, it's actually super detailed. And now I've played even more, and it is a very detailed game, and I'm actually really having fun with it. The combat's growing on me, and when you get better weapons and stuff like that, the like the kill kill animations and execution and stuff get a lot better. And once you get the hidden blade, um, which you get uh, just a little ways into Alexandria, um, you actually can upgrade it so many times. It's got like a ton of upgrades. Um, if an enemy, which I hate this, but if an enemy is above your level, you do not instantly kill them if you sneak up with them and you stab them on the side of the neck with a hidden blade. Yeah. Which is where that stupid RPG aspect comes in. But for something like that, it shouldn't work like that, and it just kind of brings the real... Kind of, like, you, you become, like, not immersed anymore once you go up to an enemy that's a few levels ahead of you, and you stab them in the side of the neck with a hidden blade, and they live, and then you, like, have to fight them, and then they can, like, one-shot you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But if any other enemy, as long as they're, like, within that level range that's, like, not too high, they don't have a skull above their head, straight up, you know, thing taken from Witcher, then they will die instantly from uh, assassination. And it's satisfying, other than the fact that they use the same animation every time. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the stealth takedown um, animation is almost the same every time. Now, if you're running, it's different. If you're running from behind or running from in the front, it's a little different. Like, before you get it, when you're using just your hands. But then, like, when you walk up behind them and you kill them, it's about the same animation. Which I guess it was in the other games, too, just depending on how you how you did it. Like, if you just walked up behind them. Sometimes it was different yeah, depending on how you did it. But, but it also depended on angles, uh, how you did it. Like, if you walked up behind someone to the left, you'd stab them in, like, the side or the side of the neck. Or you'd, like, if you walked up behind them, you'd just, like, kind of stab them in the back and you just walk away like nothing happened. And I always loved that. Yeah, I remember especially in uh, AC3, like, oh, yeah. you could just walk up behind someone and just, like, you'd stab them in, like, the back, like, towards yeah. the kidney. Yeah. And you could just do that over and over and over yeah. again. Like yeah, just, yeah, just rinse and repeat, just boom, 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 before they, like, technically notice you, notice you. You can yeah. just keep going up and just doing that. Yeah, I love that. That was the first game that also, that was the first game that did the, uh, the double takedowns or whatever, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Allowed you just like run up and like stab two guys in the side of the neck at the same time, which was always satisfying. And then in in Black Flag, you would uh, run up with two swords and just like impale them through the center, and just yeah, put them in the ground, and that was satisfying. I don't know if another AC will live up to Black Flag for me. This Black Flag was just too good. Yeah, probably not. I mean. I don't know. We'll get on to that uh, something else, but let's see. Um, 
Let's see, what is it we got? Um, did you ever play the DLC for Fallout New Vegas? Yeah, yeah, I played all of it. We talked about that in the last one. Did we? I thought we just talked about yeah. like Fallout 3 DLC. Oh no, no, we talked about New Vegas too, because we uh, had the whole conversation about all the DLCs and all the other games, and then you had to remind me that there were more than just two oh, DLCs yeah, yeah, yeah. and three. That's right. And, That's right. Yeah. For Fallout 3, yeah. Um, I don't think we went into each DLC individually, though, did we? We didn't talk about them individually much, I don't think. I mean, we didn't go into the missions, but we did talk about what we thought about each, like, DLC in between. Yeah, yeah, we did. We kind of, yeah, talked about that a little bit, I think. Um, what, which one's your favorite of the Fallout New Vegas DLC? Uh, what's the name of the one that you go to, uh, oh my god. Uh, well, you gotta because there, there's two, there's, 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 I don't know, man. It's hard to pick because I, I like, I like uh, the the think tank one, the big mountain. I like that one quite a bit, but I liked, uh, I liked the one where you meet uh, Joshua Graham a lot as well, and then uh, what's the name of the one where you? Stop the nuke from launching in that in that uh uh that's because that's the one where you meet the uh, courier before you yeah um what is it you got see you got honest hearts is it honest hearts no is that no, that's that the one with Josh Graham isn't it I think it is because you got Old World Blues which is Big Mountain then you got honest hearts you got uh, Lonesome Road? Is that one of them? I think it's, maybe it's Lonesome Road. Uh... Yeah, I think it's, it's Lonesome Road. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, Lonesome Road is where you meet Ulysses. Yeah, yeah, Ulysses, yeah, and you can, uh... You can actually decide to, like, blow up the NCR and the Legion, if you want. Yeah. Which is interesting. That one's pretty cool, and meeting Ulysses was interesting. Whole point on that. Because, uh, he's like a, he's a really good character. A little crazy, but he's a pretty good character. I think I did Dead Bunny without even realizing that it was a DLC. Oh, uh, yeah? Dude, Dead Money's yeah. good. I like Dead Money. Because I be remember, really, can be really hard. But oh it's wait, good. no, D Dead Money is that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the casino one. Yeah, where where they have like that uh, hologram of him, like in the middle, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. yeah. I absolutely love Dead Money. Honestly, Dead Money was really good. I think that might but be my favorite I, I Fall New Vegas DLC, to be honest. Really. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it a lot, but I didn't think it was as good as um, Lonesome Road, Honest Hearts, oh, or Honest Hearts. Old World Blues. I think Old World Blues is my second. Uh, I think Lonesome Road is a little, it's a little like it's it's very linear. It's just kind of like a straight, narrow like a a path. You just kind of go forward. Not yeah. Not really much to do. There's not any side quests or anything. I mean, I guess Dead Money's also kind of like that too, but it's just a little bit more. 
it's a little more in depth. It's got like a section rather than yeah. a canyon. Yeah. Um. But okay. So, Lonesome Road or uh, wait, Honest Hearts is your favorite, or Lonesome Road? Or you just it's hard to decide. Um, it's it's between Honest Hearts or Old World Blues, but I'd probably oh, okay. say Old World Blues is my favorite. Gotcha. Yeah, that one's a good one. That's definitely my second favorite for sure. Yeah. It's a super super good DLC. I really like. Yeah, the really blues. smart Very weird like and different, but it's well, good. Well, was it like a smart toaster or something that would like talk to you? It was something dumb like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can because you get the thing and you can reprogram a. You can reprogram a toaster, toilet, and a coffee pot or something. There was like a few different things that you could reprogram, but the toaster yeah. one was pretty funny. They all had names. Um, and all the, all the scientists that were, all the different people in the think tank were like, just, <laughs> they were so weird, especially the woman, like, she was very, very sexual, like, the female one, yeah, like, she, yeah, like, yeah. she wanted to, like, do all kinds of things to you, like, she wanted to, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I she straight up says that she basically just wants gonna, to, like, probe you and all that I shit. I wasn't gonna stop her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well. I know we covered, like, we covered a decent amount about Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3, especially. We briefly talked about Fallout 4. We didn't talk that much about it. We kind of just talked about, like, whether you liked it or not, how that affected. Yeah. How Fallout New Vegas playing that after Fallout 4 and what you thought about good. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I want to I wanna touch on, did you ever play the Fallout 4 DLC? I did. I played all of them. Well, not okay. all of them. I haven't done. I haven't done. Uh, uh, Far Harbor. Oh, okay. Wow, that's. I mean, yeah, that one's you I, should I play. Beat, I beat the entirety of. Uh, Nuka World. N- Nuka World. And, I really uh, enjoyed Nuka World, and I think Far Harbor's fantastic. Now, the other DLCs were just kind of disappointing because most of them were just to do with the building aspect. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't, really have I don't mind if they were just a bonus on the season pass. You know what I mean? Like there should have been four big DLCs, like every other game they've made, except for Skyrim only had two big DLCs, and I think Oblivion only had two. But like for every other Fallout game, it's had four big <laughs> DLCs. That game had two, and then it had the Automatron, which was a tiny story DLC. Yeah. With building stuff, and then it had the vault workshop, which also had a tiny story piece, but also um, it's like was more about building. It's it's kind of like they're forcing you to make your own DLC. It's like, hey, we yeah. give you yeah, the tools to make this, and it's like, well, yeah. I just which I mean, it, to do something. Yeah. And it kind of adds like somewhat to the game, but I think Far Harbor and Nuclear World were really good, and it could have it could have been so much more if they would have did. Like, if they would have done two other big DLCs. Yeah. And then they actually went on to release, like, official mods for story content in the, uh, the, like, workshop thing. Yeah. The which was weird. I don't, I have a lot of opinions creator. on that. I don't really, yeah, the creator workshop thing, which really weird. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about Nuka World overall, like, what were your opinions on that? I thought it was okay. I thought it. I. I mean. I, I thought it was a little too like colorful, in my opinion, for a Fallout game. You know, like in in the sense that like I don't know. It it didn't feel as dark as it needed to be for a Fallout game. Cause like even even uh, 
like old world blues in New Vegas. It was kind of wacky and and zany and shit, but it still yeah. was like very dark, you know, because oh, it's yeah. a Fallout game. It's supposed to be dark, but in in Nuka World, it was pretty much just oh, we're a bunch of raiders and we kill traders. And uh, I I liked the areas, and uh, they were all right to go through, but I just wasn't really that into it, you know. Yeah, I, I I had a pretty good time with Nuka World. Um, I didn't mind the vibrancy and all that stuff, but I I thought that the DLC was a little too short, and it was a little too it was a little too small. Even though it was a bigger scale DLC, it was still a little too small in a way. Yeah. Like it could have been could have been a little bit bigger. Like Far Harbor, you definitely need to play because Far Harbor is like an evolution of Point Lookout, which is my favorite DLC of all three. And Far Harbor is just really, really good. Like I've the, heard a lot of people say that Far Harbor is good. It is really good, and it has like it's a pretty big area. It adds even more to like the synth kind of storyline. Uh, the the Children of Adam actually have a a massive cult like yeah, establishment there. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's really good. Um, it's it's really good. I like that one a lot. You definitely need to play that one. I'm surprised that you played Nuka World first. Well, it was the easiest one to find. I still haven't found out how to start the mission for for Far Harbor. Far Harbor. I yeah, I don't remember. I can't. Oh wait, wait, wait. For Far Harbor. I was trying to. You uh, have to meet. You have to meet someone near some like water in this one area, but I can't remember where it's at. Um, I don't know. I didn't want to look it up. I just wanted to find it, and right, I figured yeah. it would be a radio signal. So I went to all the radio towers in the game and went through all of them. Well, not all of them. I, I've I've gotten close to all of them, but you know, I, I've yeah. been slowly working on that. I right. figured it would be through a radio signal. They'd say, "Hey, this is Far Harbor. We need your help," or some bullshit yeah. like that. But I guess um, I need to go to the water. Yeah, it's it's somewhere on the edge like that. I can't remember. It's like someone went missing. Someone asked you to go find them, and you is it close taking... to where the the uh, the young sea is? Maybe the submarine. I, no, no, I don't. Well, I don't think so. I can't remember. I just know that someone asked you to go find them, and like you take a little, you take like a ferry to the place or whatever. Oh. Um, but all right. So, um, huh? Yeah, I I don't remember how you started. Honestly, it's it's it's. I can't remember. I, I, all I know is it's near water. It's been a long time since I played Far Harbor, but it's pretty cool once you once you find it, though. It's really dark. They add a lot of yeah. new enemies to it as well, like a lot of new enemies. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I've heard a, a lot of good things about it. I was just trying to find it without looking anything up. Right. Alright. Uh, we're going to take a short little break, and uh, we'll be right back. Alright, and we're back. Let's get back into it. Back into the fray. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean... <clears throat> I would say... I really liked... Uh, like, like I said, I really liked Far Harbor. I think... Between those two DLCs... I guess I would have to say that I like... I don't know, I kind of like Nuka World... Like I think overall Far Harbor is a better DLC, but I like Duke World better just because I kind of liked 
the areas that you go to in Nuka World I thought were cool and different. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't know. It it seemed all right. Yeah. I just uh, I need to try out Far Harbor and see how I like it. Yeah, yeah, Far Harbor's really good. But uh, let's see, move on and uh, how much do you know about the Wasteland games? Basically nothing. Okay. I've never played the original Wasteland, nor the recent remaster of the original Wasteland. But I know they're, you know, they're the uh, they came before Fallout, the original Fallout, and the original Fallout was only was only created because they couldn't get the license back to the original Fallout that or uh, the original Wasteland that was uh, at the time owned by EA, and EA didn't want to part ways with it, <laughs> with the IP. Um, but then they never did anything with it, and then Fallout happened. Um, but that, like Fallout and Wasteland are similar but different. You know, Wasteland was always more about a like more of a party thing, but it was still the same kind of RPG, but it was more party based instead of just a single person. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could really go back and play the original, unlike I can play the original Fallout. But the original Wasteland <clears throat> is is very very old. School. I mean, it came out in 1988. It's it's very old. It's like it's ten years before we were born. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yikes. it's it's very old. It's like which there's no problem with that. I go back and play old games all day, but like it's just one of those games like originally back then you had to like um you know, you had to buy all kinds of different things to do um like stuff in it. I don't know about the remaster if it does it better because I know like the original game came with like a huge manual or something that you had to use to like be able to play the game. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, it was like I think it was something like that. It was like the, you had to have the manual to be able to like figure thing to do certain things. You have to like read into this and that. It was like one of the it was like one of the very early like very first real like CRPGs. So yeah, the first ever post-apocalyptic one for sure. But, uh, yeah, um, have you played any of the Wasteland games? No. Tried them out or anything? No? None of them? <clears throat> I tried to play Wasteland 3, but it was the same thing that we were talking about before, where that, uh, the Windows Store doesn't really work, uh, you know, yeah. sometimes. I tried yeah. to download the Microsoft Store because I have Games Pass. Yeah. It was on there. The Windows they Store always work. has so many issues. I don't know. But I've played Wasteland, because I got, because I remember, whenever they came out with the uh, director's cut version of Wasteland 2, I got it on Xbox One, which is the one they added, it's kind of like, you know, the, like the director's cut of Disco Elysium, they added a bunch of audio, you know, and like voice dialogue they didn't have before. Yeah. Um, and overall, it was a better version of the game, they, d they released it on console when they did that, and I played it, and I'm like, over halfway, well... Yeah, I'm way over, like, halfway through the game, um, but I've got easily, like, 80 hours, and I only, like, I played the first half, and now I'm in uh, the second half of the game, which is Los Angeles, and um, I, it's, like, 
crazy difficult because that game, in my opinion, has issues with level scaling. And, um, like, I really like it. And sometimes it can just be way too difficult and it just has level scaling issues. And it's very, very, very particular on how you build your, your like, squad and your classes and how everything's set up. And you have to have certain things, but the game doesn't really tell you what you need or you don't need. But it gives you the freedom to make your entire squad at the beginning of the game. And it probably, like, when I first started the game, it took me three tries <laughs> to, like, get a squad that could actually get past, like, the first level of the game. Damn. Um, but once you get it all figured out, and you, you a little bit of trial and error, and you figure it out, it's easier. But it's overall not an easy game. It's definitely a very difficult game. But it has a lot of choices, a lot of consequence. It's very, you know, very much a RPG in that sense. It's a lot like the old school Fallout's. But more squad based. Um, it's pretty good, but I still haven't beat it because just that I I keep <laughs> dying from like I'm over halfway through the game I'm in Los Angeles and I keep dying by this like pack of dogs that just almost instantly kill me and they're like bullet spongy and it just keeps throwing me off of it every time. And it took me like 80 hours to get to that point though. And, like, what nice. I've heard is that the second half of the game is about the same length as the first half of the game if you do all the side quests and stuff. So, like, I'm looking at close to 200 hours to beat the game once. <laughs> Which, I mean, is not a bad thing. Because, I mean, it took me 400 hours to beat Red Dead Redemption 2, but Red Dead 2 is more fun. And it's not that yeah. I don't have fun with Wasteland 2. It's just there's a lot of those really frustrating times, and a lot of the stuff in the game is very... It's very uh, archaic, very old school and you can tell that it was made on a very small budget but what they achieved was impressive for the budget and the fact that it was a passion project I mean they made exactly what they wanted to make and what their Kickstarter wanted you know what was funded they made what they wanted to do but you can yeah. see a lot of the ways that it was you know downgraded because of budget and you know being a more small niche small studio size yeah and more of a niche game um, I mean, games back then weren't even that big anyway, you know. Like, yeah. You're still seen as a nerd for playing games. and. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was, all the way, that was all the way through the 90s, too. Yeah. Because um, games didn't really start picking up overall, like console, everything, like, really a lot, a lot, until, like, the late 90s, like, but right before we were born. Yeah. Or right around the time we were born is when they got really popular. Um, that's when everything started going from being mainly on PC to more, like, shooters started coming to console, RPGs started coming to console, you know, that kind of stuff wasn't on console before, it was just stuff like, you know, um, Nintendo products and, um, stuff like that was the only thing that was really on console. Uh, platformers and stuff like that, that... Um, RPGs and shooters were on PC, not on console. GoldenEye on Nintendo 64 was the first ever shooter on a console. Yeah. Which was like 1997, I think. You know, and Doom was, was like Doom was 1993. Wolfenstein was 1992. And like Duke Nukem Shadow Warrior was like 96, 97. But none of that was on console. The first shooter was GoldenEye on N64. That game, it skyrocketed the console market for shooters. If it wouldn't have been for that game to succeed, shooters wouldn't probably be on console today, or at least not as early. Uh, yeah. 
But I've also I've played uh, Wasteland 3, which I bought around the same time as Disco Elysium. Which once I do finish Disco Elysium, I want to do a video. I want to or not a video. I want to do a podcast on that because that game's really good. And I know you've beaten it and working on beating it again. Yeah, that's very good. Very. Not for everybody, but I feel like everybody should give it a shot. But I've put close to 20 hours, I think, into uh, Wasteland 3. And the game is... Just from the start, the game is, like... In my, in my personal opinion, it starts better than Wasteland 2. I mean, Wasteland 2 has a really cool, like, CGI intro, so does 3. Or not CGI, but, like, live-action intro. And 3 has a live-action and a CGI one that's really good. But, like, the art style and the graphics are better in 3. It's still made on Unity, like 2. Uh, it was going to be made on Unreal 4, but they chose to do it on Unity because Unity has more uh, free assets that they can use. Yeah. Um, so it made it easier to build their worlds and everything. And the game got delayed by a year after their acquisition by Microsoft because um, since Obsidian was also under you know Microsoft and Xbox, they were allowed to use uh, they were allowed to use Obsidian Entertainment's uh, dialogue tree uh, interface thing. So it allowed them to do like up close and personal talks instead of just all from the uh, overview. So certain like important dialogues and stuff like that are like up close and personal with pretty detailed facial animations and stuff like that. The game's very like choice and consequence heavy. Almost everything you do is like that. And the combat is like XCOM 2 level of good when it comes to that kind of combat in a game. It's like XCOM 2 level good. Whereas like the second one's way, way more clunky and doesn't work nearly as well as 3 does. Yeah. And there's not as much of a difficulty curve with 3. I mean, it's not easy, either. Like, those games are never easy. But it's it's a lot easier than 2. And I can see more people beating 3 than 2. I can see more people getting into 3 than 2. Which is a good thing. It also just has a fantastic setting, being in Colorado and being a snowy apocalypse. There's not many of those. Yeah. I literally can't think of any. I uh, wish there were more, like things to do with like nuclear winters and stuff because yeah. I, I really loved Frostpunk and I would like to see yeah, yeah. that. See, that, I guess that's the only other apocalyptic game that's like in a snowy wasteland type thing. Yeah. That I can think of. Um, but that is super cool. And unlike 2 where you're you're going over the overworld in 2 you're just like a little look like a little uh a little marker thing, like your board game, like moving around kind of thing. And this one, you're actually in a vehicle, and you get to see all the detailed buildings and all that stuff, and it's just way better than 2. It's really, really good. And their soundtrack is, f- like, fantastic. They did a lot of good covers of some really good songs that play at really good moments in the game. In Wasteland? Yeah, in Wasteland 3. And they have a radio that has fantastic music. I'll send you some of the stuff later. Hmm. But, uh, it's fantastic. Like, 2 doesn't really have very good music. I mean, it has, like, decent uh, ambient scores and stuff. And this one has even better ambient scores. Um, very good environmental detail. It's, I, I'm, I'm really, really loving it, to be honest. Uh, I think the weapons are cooler, quests are cooler. 
you get to build up your own ranger station this time instead of like already having one and wait like in Wasteland 2. That's pretty um, sick. Yeah, the character creation's better. Building your squad's a lot easier. Like hit your skills and all that stuff. The way leveling works, see, like in two, I get it, but I I also hate it. But in two, like when you level up, you have to call, like you have to press just like the one button that calls headquarters, because that's how you do a lot of dialogue with headquarters, and that's how you level up, and then you can just you know assign your points, because it's like giving you a promotion. You know what I mean? The general's like, okay, yeah. you're promoted. But it, I think it's very unnecessary. So in like Wasteland Three, you just level up like any other normal RPG, and then you just go into your you know menu and you assign skills and shit. Like any normal game. That was something I hated about Oblivion. I don't know if you ever played Oblivion. I played a little bit of it, but I never... The first time I played that game, I played that game for like 10 hours. I never leveled up. Like for 10 hours, I was level 1. <laughs> and I found out that I just... And then like I had all this XP and I wasn't leveled up. Because the way you level up in that game is you hit a certain XP... Uh, certain XP um, cap... Then you have to sleep to level up. You oh, have to go to dumb. bed and sleep to level up. Now, like, I really like Oblivion, but when I found out that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I sat here for like 10 hours and played it, and I'm level 1. <laughs> I, I missed out on all this XP because all the XP I got didn't, like, keep going. I lost it all. Oh, it doesn't It doesn't. No, stack it doesn't stack, over? no. No. So I deleted oh, that, yeah. I started another one, dumb. and then I was 10 hours in, and I was already, like, level 10. <laughs> because I knew that you had to sleep and I'm like that's so pointless why do you have to sleep to level up it's so stupid and you don't it doesn't even tell you that like or if it does I know I, I missed it somehow I don't know I see uh, I don't know. it seems like they would put that in like more obviously but I don't know why they would put that in anyway because that's that's just a, a shit mechanic Oh yeah, I agree. It's done way better, and even like even Marwind and Skyrim, both are just like you level up and then you just go into your thing. Like you don't have to do anything special in Marwind to level and, up. And and in Skyrim it stacks, so you don't even yeah. have to pick what you want right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like like your XP doesn't even stack. Like in that one, you I mean in you know Skyrim you like you just you know you it just levels up for you. You know you don't have to do anything yeah. special for it to do it. It just does it, and then, you know your skill points stack. Oblivion, it's like I, I hit that cap, and then when I hit that cap, I'm supposed to sleep, but I didn't sleep, so I was doing missions and not getting the XP at all. Yeah. So, which is pointless. It's so stupid. I'm like, why? Why make that a mechanic? Why? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Wasteland, another thing about Wasteland that differs from Fallout is, is Wasteland is, uh, like ten times darker. Like, um, thematically. Oh, like, yeah. like, Fallout doesn't cover a lot of things that Wasteland covers. Like, Wasteland covers a lot, like, a lot more murder. It covers, um, like, rape, um, you know, uh, you know, like, it shows a lot, I mean, it's, it's, I guess less detail because it's not first person, but it, like, shows a lot of mutilated bodies, you know, people being hung or... Yeah, a lot of things like that, and it's like a lot more morbid. You know what I mean? Like there's there's this mission in Wasteland Three that me and Dakota both did, and you like these these teenagers in the town like betrayed them, 
these uh, teenagers in the town betrayed like the town basically and allowed these these guys that you start off with being enemies with to get in and a lot of people died you know and you get in there and you help them get them out and all that stuff but when you get through this like encampment of all these enemies you get to the end and all these teenagers are there and everybody thought that they were like they were captured you know yeah but they were not <clears throat> they were sitting there and then they tried to like explain themselves and like oh we know we didn't want anybody to get hurt and all this stuff and blah blah blah, blah. whatever but like we didn't think it's being ran very well by the uh, patriarch who's like the leader of the town and all this stuff and I'm like you let a lot of people fucking die. What do you mean? You didn't want anybody to get hurt. You let the bad guys in. What did you think they were going to do? Like, how fucking stupid are you? And, like, a, a girl that you have in your party at that point, the guy that's, like, talking to you is her boyfriend. And she gets super pissed off. And you have the option to, like, um, tell her to stop or, like, let her shoot him. Yeah. Because he's fucking pissed about it because her family is missing and presumed they died in this big burning hole which they showed a hole full of dead bodies children women men burned in this big burn hole uh you know and it even goes into details you see an item and it's a it, it says oh it's a it's a dead uh like child holding a teddy bear or something you know what i mean like it goes into that you can't precisely see it but it tells you yeah which is dark, you know what I mean? But basically, I let her shoot him. But then she's like, oh, I can't bring myself to, to finish him off or whatever. So I did. I pulled out my gun and just like blew his brains out. <laughs> and then it starts playing... What was the song? Was it... Washed in the Blood of the Lamb or something? I can't remember. And so I have to fight all these these teenagers who are like all way under leveled, weak as hell. We kill every single one of them. And then at the end, a thing pops up and it's like it's like an emotion washes over you, and you feel like wow. So you know, like several uh, like uh, parents just lost their children, and you're the reason why. And all this stuff, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! That's way fun. to make way to make me fucking feel bad for these assholes that fucking let everybody die. You gotta add that little extra kick to make me feel fucking awful <laughs> about killing them. Because it, like almost there's no like good or bad decisions. It's all like pretty morally gray, which is realistic. Yeah. You know, when video games say, oh, this is good, this is bad, I'm like, well, where's the middle ground? Because there's no such thing as just good and bad. You know what I mean? Ever. Every good decision might have a bad consequence, every bad might have a good, and that's why it's all pretty gray. But, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's, you know, one of many things with that game is just way darker than Fallout, which I kind of like, that it's more weird like that. But it's also kind of wacky at times, too. Um... But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a pretty cool game, though. I think you should give it a shot if you can ever get it to work or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's different, I wouldn't mind it. But it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think the characters are well done. Everything, like, also another re uh, the Xbox budget allowed them to literally voice act everything in the game. Everything. It's all voice acted, and there's a lot of like dialogue in it. Not like Disco Elysium levels of dialogue because. When you get that much, it's like not really possible to voice at all. 
because it would take like ten yeah. years to voice like a million lines of dialogue. Like their game uh, Torment Tides of Numenera, which I said that you would possibly like, which is like Disco Elysium. It's it's more text heavy and more like that. There is combat in Torment, but there's not a lot of combat. It's it's not very often, and there's more ways to get out of combat than there is to get into it. And that game, like, I think there's a little bit of voice acting, but it's like very few and far between. I, don't, I would honestly think it would, it would have been better if they didn't put in there at all, because. 90% of the dialogue is shit, probably 98% of the dialogue is not voiced because there's like a fuck ton at the time of the release of that game which was 2017 they had the record for most dialogue in a video game or like most written like dialogue in a video game that's pretty sick yeah I can't remember how much it was but it was like several million lines of dialogue I'm like Jesus Christ that's so much <laughs> But they had, like, people who worked on uh, the original Planescape Torment, the original Fallout games, and, like, a few others. It was just, like, a passion project that was kickstarted, which is pretty cool, you know. Well, um... Oh, yeah. So, uh... Let's move on to... We didn't really just... We, we kind of glazed over The Outer Worlds 2 and mentioned The Outer Worlds a little bit. I have yet to beat The Outer Worlds, but you have beaten it. Um, I, I plan on beating it. I really want to. I actually really want to play the DLC as well because it looks cool. But I want to say, like, what's your opinion on the Outer Worlds and like, how does it compare to games within its same uh, area? Which I would say would be like Wasteland or Fallout kind of games. I would say that I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Fallout 4. I've only put about 40 hours in the game, and I could say the same thing. Because I think Outer Worlds is a better RPG than Fallout 4. But I, I think Fallout 4 has fantastic combat, and it's just... A, it's, it's, yeah, a lot of things are good yeah, about it. it. It's just not a good RPG. Fallout 4 is just not a good RPG. You know, let's get that out yeah. of the way. But it's, it's a good shooter Fallout game. If you don't add the fact that a Fallout game should have RPG, it is good. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It's yeah. it's just missing that RPG aspect. You don't really care about the story all that much. That yeah, because it's, it's a very bare bones story. Like there's a stuff a little bit here and there, like in between. But really, the story goes from like, hey, I need to go find my son, to like, let me branch off and work for five different factions and do like their story, that then concludes in the end, kind of thing. But it's it's just weird because I don't know it doesn't it doesn't really it's not very structured it doesn't really stay together and it, but mostly it's a linear storyline where you branch off and do a lot of other things that you would seem would be less important than finding your son but whatever <laughs> but you know um, I think the DLC was put together better for Fall Four than the uh, main story was but. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's after they got all the feedback from. Yeah, them. yeah, probably. I mean, makes sense. More than likely, that's that's what happened. And I think Far Harbor did it really well. I think Far Harbor improved a lot. Which you know, for a game, there's a lot of there's a lot of action RPGs out there. Like I'll just say some of the best examples, like The Witcher Three, the Mass Effect trilogy, that do the character who already has a backstory, already has a name, even though you can technically change the first name in Mass Effect. And all that stuff, um, but you also get to kind of forge them a little bit through your decisions and choices to make them more of your version of that pre-existing character. Yeah. But I don't think Fallout 4 did that as well. Like they were still trying to like be like, hey, 
this is you as the player, like in Fallout New Vegas or Fallout 3 or the original games, but also they have a set, like they have a voice, and technically they have default names, which is which is Nora and Nora and something is like their default names in like development. You know what I mean? But they're never called by that because they never call you anything. Um, but everything's voiced like on your side, so it, it it they're trying to make it seem like you're the character, like in Fall New Vegas, when it, when that works better when you're not voiced. But the character's voiced, so it makes it seem like it's it's like Geralt. You know, you're not the character. Yeah. So they didn't do dialogue as good as they could have. I don't know. Could have done it way better. Instead of having it like the player makes their own main character, and it's yeah. more of like a role play thing. It's it's more of like a you are this character, and it makes you want to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you're already supposed to love your wife and love your son, and you don't even know them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, your son yeah. was an infant, and your wife, you, you, you like, got to inter- interact with her for, like, 20 minutes or less at the beginning of the game. Well, you're yeah. supposed to feel for them, and you know nothing about them. That's why it just, just doesn't work for me. But, uh, anyway, um... Let's I, just, think, I think one what? of the problems with that is... In, in Fallout, like, it's always been about making your own character yeah. you, you know, the way you want to. And then yeah. when they yeah. added the voice acting and stuff and made it to where, like, you have a set storyline, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a. It's less customization. Like, I guess Fallout yeah. 3 kind of did that, but you still got to forge who you specifically were in a way. Yeah. But you weren't even the main character in that game, which we already covered that, but. Uh, anyway, just, uh, let's go over what you like so much about Fall, or, uh, not Fall, but, uh, The Outer Worlds. I want to, like, how, how do you think it compares to their previous work with Fall New Vegas, and how do you think it's better than Fallout 4? It, the, the combat, I'd say, is about the same as Fallout 4, but the story is way more far, like, what what's the word I'm thinking of? It's way more, like, uh, stretched out, you know, like it's it's flushed out. The story is a lot better is basically what I'm trying to say. And like I said the combat I, the combat I'd say is about the same as Fallout 4 if not better just because of some of the weapons you get are really fun to use. Um I really like how they've taken on that whole you know, like the uh, the story about corporations basically populating space. Yeah, yeah. Kind of what it would be like in real life, I feel. Especially yeah. now with Jeff Bezos launching his own rocket. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of connects to, to, like, uh, Mr. House's imagined future for humanity in Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, Even though yeah, there yeah. are a few different little differences that I've, I've watched a few, like, think pieces on that people kind of discussed it. And so there's a few things that it doesn't connect, but it's pretty close. And obviously it can't connect because there's two different franchises, but they're made by the same, you know, some of the same people. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, it's a spiritual successor in a sense, but it's not. Which is, it's the same thing as, like, Demon Souls to Dark Souls, or, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, Banjo-Kazooie to Ukulele, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're of the same cloth, but they can't really claim each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, because of licensing issues and all that stuff. You can tell they wanted to keep working on that story, but they yeah at the same yeah. time wanted to make something of their own. Yeah, and I think it has a lot of potential to do some over. cool stuff with the Outer Worlds too in the future. I'm pretty pretty excited to see what they do with that and see when it comes out and when they'll start showing things and all that stuff. I'd like to see like more of like how far along they actually are in development and all that kind of stuff. Because there's I've seen all kinds of different things like oh it's just like a just a a, a name right now or like there's ideas but they don't have anything done but then there's like yeah. oh you know they kind of said that oh they got gameplay but it's just not showable so we'll, we'll see in the near future I'm sure uh, so how do you think the Outer Worlds uh, how, how do you think the Outer Worlds the fact that the Outer Worlds is more of a semi open world hub based game with like mini open worlds spread out instead of the seamless open world of uh, Fall New Vegas. So so uh, the Outer Worlds kind of pulls a more Mass Effect or Borderlands style thing where it's more like yeah. small or like medium small to medium hub worlds instead of one open world. Yeah, I don't mind it simply because like I understand there's limitations when it comes to going from planet to planet, you know, because you do travel from planet to planet going to different things, and they, they kind of justify that by saying, you know, there's only so many ports that we are allowed to have access to because, you know, you're wanted men or whatever, and you're you're not allowed to go to other ports other than the one that you just landed on, and they have certain, like, ranges, like, you know. I, I, I like the way that they justified doing that like limiting themselves because obviously you can't make a whole ass planet and they don't feel small either like they're not they're not that small it's it's just no i mean in comparison to like fallen new vegas's map they are pretty small like to go from one end to the other takes a pretty short amount of time but they are uh they're dense you know what i mean yeah they're not also vastly different like they're completely different places you know like oh, instead yeah, yeah. of having one they got different skies place, different yeah. moons different i, I yeah. would compare it to like each time you go to a new planet and no man's sky in a sense just as a loose comparison um you know there's yeah. like different skies you see a different moon some places have like multiple suns type thing you know what i mean i don't know yeah and the different skyline and some of the like different companies and having yeah. them you know i was playing fallout 4 a while back whenever we did around the time we did that first podcast I've kind of not really played any Fallout since then because I've kind of bounced around. I finally beat Rage 2. I beat the main story, and I was I was telling you about that. And uh, God, once I once I finish the DLC for that game, I'm gonna bring you in as someone who hasn't really played it much and haven't beat it, just so I can like let all my anger at towards someone, like (laughs) not towards someone, but like just explain it to someone because like I love like like I was explaining to you when you were over here the other day love the combat hate almost everything else yeah like, uh, you know the world's ass and the story's ass could have been good though it had potential but it's just structured terribly side quests are not even really side quests they're just it's like it's like those miscellaneous quests from skyrim like nobody really gives a shit about them but they're there you know what i mean like half the miscellaneous quests in skyrim are just like pointless bullshit to be honest <laughs> That's yeah. that's what that's what that's what inspired 
I mean, Fallout I do, 4's I Minutemen quests were the miscellaneous quests. Yeah, but that's what inspired the Minutemen right. things. That's what made them do that. Because yeah. that game, Fallout 4, you can't ever stop getting fucking miscellaneous quests. Because that's what miscellaneous usually are, are like repeatable quests a lot of times. Or just, you know, and that's how it is in most games. But like, the miscellaneous quests of Skyrim aren't repeating, but they're just, they're really just stupid quests. Like, they're not there even are really a quest. couple that repeat that really annoy yeah. the piss out of me. Like, I never the, redone the them, though. I just let them do their thing, and I just never really fucked yeah. them. Yeah. I just hate it being on my fucking mission, like, yeah. Yeah. screen. Yeah. No, I feel that. It's like, I'm never they were just annoying. Like, every time, you, yeah, every time you go into your missions, it's like, oh, there's you got, like, 37 miscellaneous quests that you've already done. And I'm like, I don't want to do them. I've already done them. Why am I going to do them again? Yeah. Which is annoying. But, you know... Whatever. But, uh... Whenever I was playing Fallout 4, I used a mod to, like, mess with the sky and stuff, and I was, like, showing it to Hannah, and... Then I was... I started playing a little bit of the Outer Worlds, and I was on the planet, you know, the one that's, like, owned by Anti-Cleos, who, like... And it's got all the yep. facilities or whatever and all that. And you look up in the sky at night, and it's just... It's literally drop-dead gorgeous. Like, it looks beautiful. It's got, like, a... Like a rainbow-type thing going across, and the stars, and all this stuff... And she's like, she's like, uh, she's like, is that, is that that a mod or whatever for the for the Fallout Four? And I was like, no, no, this is the Outer Worlds. It's like, it just already looks beautiful. You don't have to get a mod. <laughs> you don't have to get a mod. <laughs> I mean, Fallout Four looks good, but like the sky is very basic. I gotta be honest. Like, you know, it looks all right at nighttime. It kind of just gets really fucking dark. It doesn't really look great. Daytime, it looks really good, but. I, I don't really know because I, I like I I downloaded I think it was like fifty something different mods. Oh yeah. For Fallout Four. So they're they're all pretty, like pretty much everything in the game has changed for me now. Right. Like a lot of the character models are redone to be like in four K. Yeah, 4K, I I, I, I got a bunch of ones that they had on console that improved a lot of stuff and added like yeah. a quest and stuff the only like that. thing that sucks about that is it disables achievements that's so yeah. dumb i don't know why they do that stuff it's so stupid why like, it's just like on 360 if you back on xbox 360 if you used uh cheats on any video game it disabled achievements yeah and i'm like why like video games before that before achievements and trophies were ever a thing cheats and whatever like who cares how you who cares if you cheat to get the achievement it's it doesn't really matter i mean i get it because it's like it's meant to be a reason for people to play the games longer and it's like a whole marketing thing but nobody gives a shit it, it really doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. i mean there are people out there who are like oh my god look how many how much gamer score i got and i'm like nobody gives a shit man like, like i, yeah, I like personally have really. a fuck ton of gamer score but compared to some people i don't have a lot but majority of the people that i know i have way more than they do but i don't give a shit it's just I, mean, I don't mind seeing the large number. It just shows that I played a fuck ton of games. That's all it really shows. Like it doesn't really show yeah. that, like, oh, I went in the hundred percent at every game I've ever played. It's just like, hey, I played a fuck ton of games. And some games you play for like, some games are like fucking two hours long, and you get every achievement in the game, <laughs> and boom, and you get like a thousand gamer score from that one game. You know, like you play the Telltale yeah. games. They're only like a few hours long, and you get every achievement you in the game achievement, almost yeah. for playing the game. Like there's a couple secret ones, but there's usually only like three per game. And they're usually not that hard to get. So, anyway, let's get back on topic. Uh, we're we comparing the outer worlds. I just jumped off. I was just talking about the sky. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. So the outer worlds. Um, compare like you were comparing the. We're comparing the you know, size of the the semi-open world areas versus the fully open world 
map of New Vegas, which is another thing. Fall New Vegas is big and open, and you can see everything, which helps with like landmarks stuff like that. And it's really cool. Like everywhere you go in that game, you can see the lucky. Uh... Damn it! What's it called? The lucky thirty-seven, or is that what it is? Lucky thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. There we go. That's a one-off. <laughs> lucky thirty-eight. You can see that pretty much anywhere in the game, um, and that's cool. And yeah. like Fallout Three is not as big technically because there's a lot more areas that are less. They're more linear, but they're really like jam-packed together. So, like, you can't really see many landmarks. You can't really see many things from 90% of the places where you are, which kind of makes that world less living, in a sense. But, uh, anyway, continue comparing them. I can't remember where you left off, to be honest. Uh, I was saying that the combat is pretty much on par with Fallout 4, if not better. Which, you know, it's you expect. Fallout 4 is pretty old at this point, but I think they did it very, very well. And uh, the story is definitely. I, w- really I wouldn't good. say Fallout 4 is old. I mean, it came out 2015. It's kind. I mean, it's kind of old, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess the Outer Worlds came out 2019, so it was like four years later. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people said they hated the Outer or didn't hate, but a lot of people just gave the Outer Worlds a lot of crap for their combat. Said it could have been better and like blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I mean, I, mean, I guess it every could have. Game could be better. Like, oh there yeah, is I mean, obviously, but, but the Outer Worlds. I mean, the combat I think I is pretty think well. Like it's it's bad. it's better than Fallout New Vegas and Fallout Three combat, hands down. Yeah. No I doubt, because those games don't really have great combat. I mean, Fallout New Vegas is better than Three, but those games still don't have amazing combat. I mean, no. Fallout Four has really good combat, but I think the hit detection and stuff's better than Fallout New Ve- or. Uh, uh, the Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, sometimes uh, in 4 it feels like you shoot a gun directly at somebody and it'll go, like, over their head or yeah. just to the side. I but understand yeah. it's an accuracy thing, but, like, when you've got, like, maxed out stats and then oh, also, yeah. like, a maxed out gun and then you still miss a shot from not that far away, it's right. kind of annoying. Alright, well, yeah, so you can... So you think the Outer Worlds is a combat's better than Fallout 4? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say it's it's on par, if not better. And compared to Fallout New Vegas, you think it's better, I'm sure? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If it's better than 4, it's better than New Vegas. Oh, four yeah, is, without a doubt. 4 is pretty good. Um, how do you think... Do you do you think that it's um, fair to compare Fallout New Vegas and the Outer Worlds? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's fair. It's made by the same company. The only difference is that uh, Bethesda published one and, and had restrictions over what they could do, and then Outer Worlds is kind of their own thing that they can just, you know, it's their own IP, so they can make whatever they want with it. I'd say that, I'd say that maybe New Vegas was held back simply because Bethesda, you know, had the final say in whatever they wanted to do, but. In uh, in the outer worlds, I'd, I'd say, I, I'd like to say that it's a it's a very good spiritual successor. I know a lot of people like didn't like it all that much or whatever, but I thought it was very very good, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, I think that, uh, I think. Um, 
you know, they did really well because they got a longer development time for the Outer Worlds, and they had a certain vision for what they wanted to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think, like, I think that they were pretty much allowed to do whatever they wanted with Fallout New Vegas. Um, the only thing with that was that they had to do it in, like, a year and a half. Like, they had to develop an entire game using the same code as Fallout 3, but in a they year and a half. They also used the same assets, though, so... I, they did. I they, they, that... they reused a lot of assets, but not they reused a lot of... Like, pretty much every asset from Fallout 3, made a few of their own, used the same engine, made the game in a year and a half, rushed, had, like, three times as many side quests, a way better, like... De- more detailed world, way better landmarks, better characters, better story, better, better writing, yeah, more... They had... Really actually, good. then, at that point, back in 2010, when Fallen New Vegas came out, they had the record for most uh, dialogue in a video game. The most, yeah, I believe uh, I remember yeah. hearing that. Yeah, and so they did all of that in a year and a half, and they had more celebrity voice actors than Fallout 3 did, and all Fallout 3 had was... Uh, Liam Neeson, so... Yep. You know, they had Ron Perlman back. I mean, they had a ton. You know what I mean? They had Danny Trejo. They had Chris Christo- uh, Chris Christopherson. I had so many. Like, they had a ton. That's it. That's not even all of them. Like, Matthew Perry was uh, Benny. Um, they had a ton. I, w- I would normally be surprised, but uh, I don't know actor names. So oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's like, that's like a running thing with me, is I don't know the names of any actors. Like, I know Liam Neeson... Yeah, I know. I know a lot of the Star Wars actors. I know, but for the most part, I'm kind of oblivious when it comes to actors. But uh, yeah, I mean, they did all of that, and not only top of that, they also added aiming down the sights to their weapons. Um, they added. You couldn't do that in three? No, no. You just you just like zoom in, hip fire. You don't aim down sights. Oh. Yeah, you don't Wonderful. have zero. You have zero ADS in three with anything. I didn't realize that was a new thing. Except for, uh, I think, a, you know, if the sniper rifle. I think there's sniper rifles in 3, then you would zoom down on those, but that's the only thing. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that, that it wasn't even implemented. But it's also because in Fallout 3, the gunplay is actually worse than New Vegas, whereas in New Vegas, you can actually do combat. It's still not great, but you can still do combat without having to do VATS, whereas in 3, VATS was still almost needed. For combat, because you can actually point blank shoot somebody and completely miss. Because Fallout 3 was kind of it was built on the same engine Morrowind was made on, and it was somewhat of just like a improvement from that. Whereas Morrowind has the worst combat in any video game I've ever played in my life, mainly because the fact that you can sit there and point blank hit an enemy with a weapon and it doesn't hit them because it's like the old Fallouts where like you know you do the turn-based shit and it's like oh you got a 10% chance to hit this enemy right. But in yeah. Morrowind, it was real time, but behind the scenes, it was like there's 5% or 10% chance to hit this enemy. So you could literally sit there and it'll say miss, 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 and I'm like, fuck this game. I love that. I think the game world-wise, story-wise is really cool, but like the combat can fucking suck a dick, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. It's just awful. Like, you can sit there and hit an enemy for like, like fucking 120 hits and it'll never hit them. Because it's... It's percentage-based without telling you it's percentage-based, and I don't really know how you're supposed to get around that. And so Fallout 3 was kind of like that. Not as bad. It still works better, but it's still kind of percentage-based behind the scenes without telling you. Whereas Fallout New Vegas might also be, but it's not to the same extent. You can, It's got way better combat. How do you think... Uh, 
choice and consequence compares from Fallout New Vegas to uh, the Outer Worlds? Uh, I think uh, <coughs> I I mean I might say that the the new that that New Vegas has more of a choice and consequence than the Outer Worlds. I might say that. If if not, it's on the same level. But it, I'd say New Vegas probably has a little bit more of a standing, just because. Um, the the. I I don't know. It's it just that's the way it feels to me. Like I, it's been a while since I played the Outer Worlds, or I'd give a little bit of example. But that's kind of what I took away from it when I. I know it seems it. like um, the Outer Worlds is similar to where like there's a final battle type thing, and like you're you know you still kind of pick yeah. your side yeah. and. And you there know, is like, a finite ending, like at the end of the game when you're done, you don't get to play anymore. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which, you know, you couldn't do in Fallout Vegas. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't do in Fallout Three until you, um, until they released that last DLC, and then you could in Fallout Four. Now, I, I, I don't know. I, I've seen differing opinions on that for both the Outer Worlds and Fallout New Vegas. Of like, you know, it's kind of all rounded up, like just you know, do everything before you beat the game kind of thing because of the way it ends and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, but, um, I don't know. Some people defend the fact that you can't play after you beat it and just, like, loading back or whatever. And then other people say, you know, it's kind of stupid. Me, personally, I prefer any game that allows you to play after you beat the game. But I do understand that some games were not, like, made with that in mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of... I mean, even, like, I don't know, let's just say the original Fallout. Like, at the end of the original Fallout, you can't, like, play after you beat the game. But, you know, you don't die at the end either. It just kind of ends, you know. A lot of games, a lot of old RPGs were like that. But, I mean, there's plenty of games out there where, like, you beat it and you continue playing. There's other games where you beat it and you can't. Um, yeah. But I think for something like The Outer Worlds and stuff, you should be able to. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It, it, you don't die at the end, nothing like that. Well, I guess I kind of just spoiled that, but... No, you're good. Anyway. I assume that you didn't. Yeah, it, I mean, there's just no reason why you shouldn't be able to continue playing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's a weird choice. I mean, sometimes developers make weird choices like that that don't make any sense. And they might have actually had a reason, though. I mean, because they did say something about having a reason for Fallout New Vegas, and I, I think it had something to do with the time constraint or something. Um, But... <sighs> Like, okay, so, <clears throat> I remember, you know Sunset Overdrive, right? Yeah. Okay, I love that game. It, it's an, I love, I pretty much loved every game Insomniac's ever made that I've played. I just love their games, they're really good. Um, well, <clears throat> so, you can beat that game, right? You can continue playing after you beat it. I did everything in the game, you know, I ended up buying the DLC, beat all the DLC, 100% of everything you could possibly do, except for maybe a few of the challenges. Well, the game only has one save file, and it doesn't have a new game plus. I'm like, that game came out in like 20, like 15, 14, somewhere around there. Whenever, like around the time the Xbox One first came out, like a year after. And I'm like, so video games since like the 90s have had multiple save files. So I don't see, even since the 80s, okay, I don't see why, like as far as console games, RPGs, stuff like that, why any video game should not have more than one save file. Unless it's a fucking arcade game on an arcade cabinet, why the hell does it not have multiple save files? 
You know what I mean? Unless it's a game about high scores where you, like, go through, or something like a roguelike, which even fucking roguelikes have multiple save files because you can still beat the games. And then you can do it all over again in another save file. Like, you know, even The Binding of Isaac, Enter the Gungeon, Hades, it all has multiple save files. I don't think any video game should be created without multiple save files. And also, minimum, you should have either multiple save files or a new game plus or both. But there's no reason for, like, a game not to have more than one save file. Why? Why, why would you not do that? And then I read a forum, like or like a thread, on... Uh, what was it on? Uh, I don't remember. On something. Um... I can't remember where it was at, what the website was. Um, but, <clears throat> uh, like, a, a dev... What's that one website, you know, where people just do, like, threads and just, like, have huge discussions? I'm, I'm losing Reddit? it right now. Reddit. There you go. It was on Reddit, and, like, an actual developer responded to someone's question asking why the game didn't have multiple save files, why the game didn't have New Game Plus, and... Also, another thing is a missed opportunity is they made the co- like the multiplayer, which is a co-op thing. They made it like a like a like a, a, a mini game based thing. So like, you could join each other, but you could only join each other in like a objective thing. So like you you they had it on separate missions. So you like do a mission, do this, and then when it's over, you get a high score, and then you go to the next one. And like it should have been a drop in, drop out co-op. But that's another issue. Their response was, <clears throat> and I quote. Um, New Game Plus they didn't say anything about multiple save files but they said New Game Plus was not part of our vision for the game so I'm assuming save files were also not a vision for the game and I love the game, I love Insomniac but I'm like, why? I, I would rather you not even fucking respond than say that that was not in the vision for your game so what, you're, you didn't envision replayability for your game? Is yeah, that what you're telling me? You yeah. didn't you didn't envision people playing your game more than one time? Why would you not? Because you're forcing that? someone. So you're not like you're, okay, you're like okay, here's the game. Play it, 100% it, do everything you can do in it, then you can never play it again unless you then delete your save file, unless you delete your save file and all that and like who wants to delete their save file? People would rather have three save files of 100% completion. I'm just a person like I don't want to delete my save file and do it all over again. That just defeats the purpose. Like, I want to have two save files where I 100% of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to, like, delete my shit that I put all those hours into to have just to do it again. That's just me, yeah, though. Some people probably don't give a shit, but I don't want to do that. Um, you know, and I'm like, come on. So you don't want people to replay your game? And a New Game Plus is such an easy implementation. You don't even have to have another save file. But it would still allow people to beat your game twice, and then the second time they'd be more powerful, and they could just upgrade shit more, and the enemies would be harder. That's how New Game Plus works. That alone would at least allow people to play your game twice. And some people don't want 100% the game. Some people just want to replay it. Which, technically, you can replay individual missions, but you don't get the cutscenes for the missions. You just replay the missions. So what's the fucking point? Yeah. I'm like, okay, you can replay individual missions. Why would the fuck would I want to do that? Like, you don't give me the cutscenes, you don't give me all the lead-up or none of this stuff. Like, I can't do it from beginning to end. Still have everything, but I can just replay those missions. I don't know, it's stupid. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. I don't, I'm like, why? Okay. I've always wanted to replay the game. I'm probably going to end up buying it, because it's on uh, Steam. Might end up buying it on there and playing through it again. It just pissing me off. Ubisoft did that for a while, too. Like, 
their old games had multiple save files. Even Far Cry 3 had multiple save files. Far Cry 4, one, one save file. Far, Far Cry Primal, my favorite one, other than Far Cry 3, one save file, so I can't replay the game without deleting shit. And then... Every Assassin's Creed after Revelations only had one save file. Even Black Flag and Rogue... No, no, actually, Black Flag and Rogue had Black multiple Flag save had files. Multiple. Yeah, yeah, Black Flag had like three save files you could do. And so did Rogue. But three... I No, three maybe, maybe three did too. Actually, maybe the Assassin's Creed games did always have it. Maybe I was wrong about that. I know Far Cry stopped doing it. Maybe Assassin's Creed did always have it. Because I know Origins still has it, so does all the ones after that. So never mind, Assassin's Creed I don't think ever got rid of it, but they got rid of it with other ones, and you just couldn't replay them, and that always pissed me off. But, uh, so, the Outer Worlds, you can't really do this, but the Outer Worlds versus uh, Fallen to Vegas, which one of those two do you think is better? <laughs> what a question. Hello? Assassin's Creed versus what? What? I didn't say that. What did you say? Oh. I said, I just, I transitioned. Okay, we're not talking about that anymore. Oh, okay. No, I, I was going back to the whole Outer Worlds thing. Fallout New Vegas versus Outer Worlds, which one do you think is better between those two, if you can even compare them in that way? Well, it depends on what you, like, think is better. I know, I'm just saying for you, personally. Well... For me personally, if you took both of them as a whole product, even though you haven't played DLC for Outer Worlds, I don't think have you. No, no. Okay. I, I so you can't really count DLC. So don't don't even count the DLC or Fall of New Vegas because you can't compare that aspect yet. Yeah. So just, just base, base game, game of both, which New Vegas. I I don't really want to compare it just because like I have kind of a. A soft spot for Fallout in general, anyway. So I'm kind of like skewed on that because I do think New Vegas is the best Fallout, and I love the setting of Fallout. I think. I think. Well, actually, I, my my opinion's very different now. I did think the Outer Worlds was the best Fallout since Fallout New Vegas, because Fallout 4 was not so great. Yeah. Best one since, you know, what I mean, best Fallout type game since. Like, I was. It's, it's basically a Fallout game. But, like, best one since New Vegas. New Vegas is, like, all-time best Fallout game. But Wasteland 3 and the Outer Worlds are kind of, like, competing for me right now. Because, like, Wasteland yeah, 3 is pretty, pretty damn good. I'd say New Vegas, probably just because I like the setting better, but if we're talking about terms of... Well, I would say in terms of gameplay, but, the, like, of course that, you know, since New Vegas came out in, like, what was it, 2000... Eight? When was 2010. 2010. Get like yeah, that's like that's like nine years of a of like the game industry kind of oh yeah evolving and and coming up with new better things. So like you can't even say that the gameplay is better in in uh the outer worlds just because. Everything is better now than that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be... That's still opinion, but, I mean... 
I don't think that the Outer Worlds, even with all the new technology and blah, 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 I mean, they ba they very much made it as a passion project kind of spiritual successor to Fall into Vegas, and in a lot of ways they're very similar. And a lot of things the Outer Worlds does is still very old school. Yeah. From like 10 years ago, you know what I mean? It's not things that you typically see in games today, I mean, which you didn't really see in anything before except for Fallout. So, I mean, a few other things, but... I think the Outer Worlds is better than a lot of people give it credit for. I think a lot of people had their Fallout goggles on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And on their high horse, like, oh, it's just not as good as Fallout New Vegas. It's, uh, I mean, it's better than Fallout 4, but, uh, it's not as good as Fallout New Vegas, and so, therefore, it makes it a bad game. No, no, okay, it's, it's definitely a good game on its own. It's not ever going to beat Fallout New Vegas, because, first off, Fallout New Vegas is a very high bar all the way around. In, in so yeah. many ways, okay, and I mean, the people who wrote that game are not even with the studio anymore. Um, Chris Avalon and a few other people who actually worked on like Kingdoms of Amalur, Planescape Torment, Torments and uh, Torments, Tides of Numenera. You know what I mean? So these people are good writers and stuff, but they didn't really have as good of writers for the Outer Worlds. And I actually think that shows in, in a lot of ways sometimes. I think. I do like how the Outer Worlds is less serious a lot of the times, and it's like weird, self-aware humor, and it's like wackiness is cool, but sometimes their writing is kind of childish. Yeah, I agree. I think their writing sometimes is, is a little, like, dumb. Not always, but sometimes it's a little, like, did an adult write this at times? And I'm like, eh. And I, I think as far as, like, facial features and stuff like that, I think it's I, I think it's on par with New Vegas. I mean, it's better, obviously, but it's not that much better. I don't think. But I think overall, it's a really good game. That I can't wait to put more time into, because I really, really enjoy what I've played of The Outer Worlds. And I was pretty, pretty hyped by that uh, trailer for the second one. I thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, it's great. I love that self-aware type stuff. That's something I love about the Outer Worlds. Is extremely self-aware all, all the way through, though. Like, and and their take on uh, which it's an overdone thing in a lot of games and movies and television, but their take on uh, you know corporations and uh, consumerism and stuff like that is is actually pretty funny. It's awful and it's terrible, but it's funny. And they do a very like, and this is another thing a criticism that I saw is like. You, you know, you have the option to choose to be, like, with different corporations and all this stuff. But, like, everywhere you look, everywhere you go, every mission you do, there's nothing that ever shows, like, one single good thing about the corporations, ever. Like, there's not one, they're just awful, terrible people that don't give a flying fuck. There's never anything that's like, shows any good, so, like, why would you ever want to side with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like real life, eh? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, the game doesn't, like, it gives you that option, obviously, if you just want to be an asshole and just be a terrible person, but it, it never gives you even a little bit of a reason to side with them. Money. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I guess I guess in the sense of being, like, an RPG and giving you reason to side with different people and different factions, like, it just doesn't give you good enough reason to do that, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... Do you, do you disagree on that? Do you think it gives you good reason to choose the corporations if you oh, no. wanted to? No? No. Okay. No, but that, that I have a whole lot of opinions, like, 
when it comes to corporations, especially in like in in real life, because you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of opinion. I mean, corporations are are interesting. Um, you know, there, there's good and bad sides to every corporation. For the most part, it's it's mainly greed and all about the money, and that's that's just that's a lot of things in the world, though. Um, but you know, it's uh, yeah. I think they they kind of bring them come like come across in a good way. I mean. How do you make evil corporations seem good enough to like side with? I mean, it's cool that they give them that option if you just want to be an evil person, but they do kind of do it realistically because you know nobody would like in real life nobody would side with them. I mean, unless you're in it for the money and you're greedy, all that kind of stuff. You know, if you have to be like the corporation to be with the corporation. But uh, <clears throat> let's transition from that. I think that that was uh, that covered a good amount of what was left of the fallout, wasteland, the outer worlds kind of main portion of all this and we discussed some other things earlier on but uh we're gonna move on off the top of your head this is gonna be tough because for me it's always pretty challenging to do and you can i want you to tell me what they are and kind of go into a little bit of why uh but your off the top of your head your top five games like of all time like your top five favorite games of all time Top five tough. favorite of all time. That's, I'm sure it's gonna that be tough. tough cause I, I feel don't like know. I feel like that changes huh. sometimes for me. I think as I play new games, it changes. Sometimes it changes. I think my top fives kind of stayed the same for a little bit, but my top ten is changing all the time. Like you have to give me a broader thing because I can't. I can't really tell you what like I can tell you what my number one of all time is, but I can't really tell you like ranking where I would rank each specific game in my top five. But I could probably tell you what my top five are. But just do your best and try to give me a top five. And just tell me why each one is within that top five, if, if you can <clears throat> figure that out. I know what I know at least two games that are in your top five, probably, which is The Witcher 3 and Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Skyrim may have got knocked from top five to top ten, actually. Oh, yeah? Just because there's a lot of other games that I feel like that that aren't necessarily RPGs. Yeah. That have that have filled like a bigger hole, you know. Like I, I loved Skyrim so much, oh, yeah. but Same. now that I'm playing other games, it's like it still definitely belongs top ten for sure. He's he's secretly talking but... about uh, Disco Elysium. <laughs> no, I mean, I bet you that game is that. You think that game now that you've played it? Is in your top five, or is that is that top ten material? That's top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Yeah, because I bet you in a few it, years it could incredible. be top five. It's incredible. Why? Why do you think in a few years it would change? I don't know, because I think as it maybe like as it goes on, and I don't know, because it's it's happened like that for me. Like I've had my top five, and then like a couple years later, like after playing a certain game and like replaying it, and then really looking at it, comparing what's come out since, and I'm like, you know, actually, I think maybe this is in a higher spot than something else. Yeah, maybe this other game isn't yeah, really fair. as good comparatively, and I think maybe this one actually means more to me than that one, and it's just like a better experience or something. That's fair. I, I did, like, like I said, I'm trying to fit every genre into the top five because, like, just having, just having like RPGs, which I absolutely adore, being all in the top five. Like it doesn't do justice. Well, to the I other, mean, other I mean, you can't put love. every genre in the top five because there's more than five genres. But yeah, but there's I probably mean, only five genres of games that I really, maybe, really, really, really love. But I'll put it like this: I can, 
I think top five, top ten, stuff like that is really difficult to do sometimes, but I think I could e more easily give you, like, my top five RPGs, or my top five first-person shooters, or my top five MMOs, or my top five of a certain genre, or a certain category yeah. of a genre, or a subgenre, is a lot easier so than, like, top five games too. of all time. Yeah. Which is why I say that the top five games for me changes often. Because, like, yeah. I have the games that I played, I liked, enjoyed, they were okay, or they were good, or they were great. I played them one time, never played them again. Not that I never thought about playing them again, but I just never did. Other games that I played, like, every fucking year, I could beat them more times than I can even count. I got other games that I've beaten, like, a few times. And that game's really nostalgic for me, or, like, mean a lot to me, or, like, blah, blah, blah. But just try to, off the top of your head, give me top five games of, of, of what you think genres? might be of all time. Top five games at this moment, what you think might be top five. Of all genres. Yeah, I mean, of all time, like every game you've ever played. Roughly. Okay. I know it's going to be hard. I'm, it's hard for me too, but... This is not going to be in necessarily any order. No, it doesn't matter on the order. It doesn't matter yeah. on the order. Alright, so we got The Witcher 3, for sure. We got Red Dead 2, for sure. I would say that maybe we have, like... Oh, it's going to be hard. So, so you got Witcher up. 3 and Red Dead 2. Tell me, tell me. Uh, you started off with Witcher 3. Tell me why Witcher 3 is in top 5. Uh, combat, fantastic. I love the flow once you get into it. The story is incredible and massive. The DLCs are all insanely good. Uh, just it's it's just one of I would say it's probably the best RPG in my opinion. Just because like it's so easy to get lost in that world and learn the lore and learn the animals and 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 like you start to find out like you know that's like. Especially when you're doing all the hunt missions, you know, like the 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 missions where you're hunting different monsters. Yeah, yeah, the like the, the, the Witcher, see, like the hunt missions. Yeah, the um. Yeah. 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 No you start to see like the patterns, and it's like, oh, I bet this is a a lesser vampire or something like that, and it's it's very very good in that sense where it's like you can you can start to tell because of the signs that you're seeing what it's going to be and it's it's fantastic I just I just I adore that game there's some things that could be a lot better Roach pisses me off constantly uh, the horse mechanics aren't that great but pretty much everything else fantastic I'd have to I agree with that. that I'd have to agree I'd with that, that. Yeah. So on to the next one. Why Red Dead Two? Oh, the realism for sure. I love the Western setting, which oh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm a little biased on. Uh, I grew up uh, yeah, watching me, Tombstone me too, for and sure. Young Blood. And I'm I'm very. You say Young Blood? Young Gun. Yeah, yeah, Young Guns. Did I say Young Blood? <laughs> yeah, you said Young Blood, but it's okay. Oh. But yeah, no, I'm very biased too. I've always loved westerns. My uh, great grandfather used to watch the old black and white westerns. I'd watch those with him, and yeah, I watched you know 310 to Yuma and like Young Guns with my dad, and you know I grew up playing Red Dead Revolver and Gun, and 
you know, I was on the Red Dead Redemption and RDR2 and, you know. Yeah. But anyway, continue on. Let's see, I got those two starting off. I'm going to take a little bit of a different dive and say that uh, Squad, one of my favorites, top five probably. Squad. I, I know Squad. the game, but I have not played the game. It is a, uh, a milsim that relies on other players. And gotcha. it's, it's basically like if Battlefield and Arma had a kid. So it's got the okay. realism of Arma, but the gameplay of Battlefield, like in, as in, like, it doesn't take you 30 years to get from one side of the island to the other. Like in Arma, right. you don't have to, like, you know, there are spawn points other than just, like, a your base. Yeah. And, and it's, it's... It, it mostly depends on the community around the game, whether you're going to have fun or not, because if you have a shit squad lead, then you're going to have a shit time. Right. But most of the people that play that game are, like... Good at it? Are very, like, cool people, you know? Oh, okay, like, I guess they're, they're, like, 90% of the players that you're going to meet are going to be really fun, really cool. It's going to be, like, a whole experience, and... Yeah. It's, I uh, like it's like I, I met an Australian guy one time playing that game, and he was hilarious. And I've had uh, like where you know you get in like a, a transport truck at the beginning of the match to get ready to go and uh, capture bases, and there'll be like some guy driving, and and he'll be playing like. Like some music or something, oh, yeah, and it'd be, yeah. everybody will sing along, and it's it's gotcha, hilarious. Gotcha. It's 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 just one of those games that relies on the community around it to be fun, but the community like is great. Army so. army army sea shanties. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's your that, that's your third one in your top five. Yeah, yeah, nice. I would say. Cool. Yeah, I have quite a quite a few hours in it. Not as much as a lot of people, but they're. It's it's fantastic, and All I right. know what my fourth is going to be, Rocket League. Oh, Rocket League top five. Huh, okay, I could have seen that one five. coming. That's probably your favorite multiplayer game like of all time. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to say you're probably right. That's that's just a me thing. I don't I don't like I, I love how it's it's consistent mechanics for the most part. It relies mostly on player skill and. I just happen to be pretty good at it, and it's, I don't know, it's just great. I, uh, I'm ranked up pretty high, like, the only problem I have with that is... Tyler. <laughs> like... So I didn't they're, hear they're, like, they're, like anything you said for like, the past few minutes, by the way. And... What did you say? I said I didn't hear anything you said for the past couple minutes because for some reason my headset disconnected. Oh, great. I mean, it's fine. You're still saying it's still there, but I cut out for a little bit there. So what was the last thing I said? I don't. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You you were saying that the player base is bad for Rocket League and. Uh, I don't know what the last thing you were saying whenever that started. You were just saying that was a you thing. And, uh, yeah, that's um, it's it's like ninety percent of the player base is just like toxic assholes that are oh, saints. Yeah. They can they can do no wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 
And you are always at fault. Oh yeah, which that's 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 any like that's any big multiplayer game though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it seems to be. I don't know if it's just because I play it all the time, or if it's just, you know, like the matches that I'm getting. But it, it because I have over a thousand hours in it now. I have like a thousand one hundred almost. I'm at like a thousand eighty two. Yeah. Because I have that much time in it, I see that shit all the time where people are just assholes for no good reason at all. I've been thinking about turning chat off completely because a lot of people say that that has vastly improved their experience. Like playing the game? Yeah. Yeah, because they don't have to deal with uh, toxic crap, which I mean, I always, always, like, when I play Call of Duty or anything, I always turn off the, uh, off voice the chat, chat, the voice chat, because everybody's yeah. just so fucking annoying 90% of the time. Like, I don't even care unless I'm playing with people or I hear someone who's actually cool in in the game chat or something. I just usually turn it off always. Yeah. Because everybody's just so fucking annoying 90% of the time. So that's that's number four, so I'm curious what number five is. I'm really curious on that, especially since you said Skyrim's not in top five. I'm curious. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to say that it's probably something like that you're not gonna expect. It's it's gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. Stellaris. It's Stellaris. One of the <clears throat> Stellaris. One of the best RTSs. Yeah, yeah, that's an RTS. Yeah, I've never played the game. Oh. I have seen it. I think I've seen Dakota play it. Maybe seen you play it. Tell me why. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me why that that takes over in your top five instead of Skyrim in your top five. <laughs> well, They're because not comparative, I but I know you say, want to kind of include a little bit of everything in there. But I, I'm curious yeah. as to why that's in your top five. Well, it's. I would say it's the best RTS. Like, uh, it's it's hard to say that because there are a lot of really really good RTSs out there that have really good mechanics and. Like they're incredibly fun to play. Like, uh, like Civ, obviously. That's not an RTS though. What's there? There's a World War Two one that I'm thinking of that I can't necessarily remember right now. But it's, I would say that Stellaris is the most fun for me to play, just because I love space. I love the setting. It's just a really, really good. RTS in terms of like is, is Civ not considered an RTS? No, because RTS stands for real time strategy. So Civ is uh, turn based. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's yeah, it's it's, 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 it's so gotta Civ be is, uh, t- Civ is TBS, turn based yep. strategy. I don't know what they actually call it though, but uh. Pretty sure they just called a strategy game. Yeah, probably. So that's that's your top five, huh? Yeah. Now I okay. made a guess. I may I may think of a game later and be like, damn, that should have been that's, on there. Yeah, that's yeah, that might be better. We'll we'll, we'll touch up but, on it again on another episode because, like I said, it, it changes a lot for me. Um, like I said, a top twenty, top twenty games would be a lot easier in my opinion. Oh yeah. Like top twenty, like I could name We'd off twenty. We'd be here all day explaining like. Oh yeah, 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 we'd be here for a while. Because after, I'm going to do my top five, and that's probably going to be the 
into that because I gotta go pick up Hannah here in a little bit and stuff. But uh, I do yeah. want to either today or tomorrow pick up and do uh, we'll do an episode on Sivrev, uh, specifically Sivrev, and then lead hmm. into Civilization as a whole as a game, like the games. Yeah, and we'll talk a bit about some Civ competitors possibly. There, there's a game coming out later this month that. Uh, that is going to be a real big competitor to Civ, and uh, Oliver got invited to the closed beta for it. Uh, what's that? That is called uh, Humankind, or yes, something like no, that. Yes, no, I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that. Uh, that actually looks really good. Yeah. That looks. Re- that actually is going to be probably one of the biggest competitors for Civ in a long, long time. Yes. There's been a few smaller ones out there that never really got as big. Or like some like semi type games that are similar to Civ, yeah. um, but you know actually that's what Civ is. Civ is like a civilization simulation. But uh, yeah, it's a Civ sim. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so I made a guess on two games, and I was right about one being your top five. I should have also said Red Dead. I don't know why I didn't say that one as well, but. Make a guess well, on you what guess you think would maybe be a couple games that would be in my top five. Curious. Oh, let's see. I would say one of the many dooms is gonna be up there. I'm not sure which one because I don't know your feelings on each individual one. But if yeah. I had to guess, it would probably be Doom 2016, maybe would be up there uh-huh. uh, I'd say Wasteland 3 is taking the spot of one of your top fives and uh, oh it's going to be hard to guess this because I I don't really know all that many uh, alright just tell me was I Do right I... at any of them? No, not really. No. Okay, sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm trying to remember because I was I was thinking about my top five the other day, and I know at least the top I know three of them uh, for sure, and two more are a little bit tougher. Um, that, that I'm trying to figure out like 100% what they are because I don't I don't have 100% in my mind that they're that they are in the top five. It's very, very difficult for me to say, um, but I want to say that, like I said, I know three of them, but I kind of want to save them for last. I'm trying to think of the other two. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It changes often, but... uh not that often. A couple of them change often, I would say. Um, but top five all time is just really challenging. So, um, hmm. I'm going to say that one of my top five favorite games of all time, the two that I can't really decide, dang. I might have to take a, like, a little break here and try to figure this out. Because I don't know what two of them would be. Come on, save the other three for last. I didn't take a break. Come on, big boy. You <sighs> <can't be. sighs> let me think here. Let me, let me, let me think real fast. 
Um, well, okay. So, top five, I would have to say that, like, the two I said I can't really decide on, I think one of them would have to be more than likely... <sighs> Damn, I didn't think this was going to be as hard as it is. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I- I've thought about it like a million spot. different times. I didn't even get a chance to think about it. Yeah, no. I know. Okay, so... It's always changing, but I'm going to put one of them as my top five favorite games of all time as Dead Island. The original Dead Island. I'm putting it up there. That's one of my top five favorite games of all time. It's really tough to do, but I think that's among them. That is one game that I play literally every year. I don't beat it every year, but I do play it at least once or twice every year. I've beaten it every so many years. I've beaten it more times than I can count. I've always really, 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 really enjoyed that game. It's just a really good co-op game. I love killing zombies. It's my favorite zombie game of all time. It's top of the list on that. Top five zombie games. Easy. Yeah, without a doubt. I didn't... I didn't think it was the best. I mean, it's a it's a game that's very mixed opinion wise. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. It's just one of those games. Yeah, and it didn't I know do... you've got a you've got a special connection with it. I do, yeah. I always have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think I I probably love that game more than most people. The only person I know that likes the game as much as me is uh, my friend Travis. And me and him played those games a lot. You know, and maybe yeah. it's just the point in which it came out in my life, or the fact that me and him played it together, and just like I don't know, it's just as as a zombie game, it hit everything that I wanted in a zombie game because I've always been a huge zombie fan, and I've always just loved zombie movies. I've always loved zombie everything. Zombies are just a cool horror. It's my favorite horror genre. You know what I mean? Next to slashers, yeah. and I've always loved it. And it's just that game hit everything. The Open world, RPG elements, you know, um, all this stuff. It was just fantastic. Um, so another one is probably uh, you know, damn, favorite games of all time. I, you know, actually, I might have to put Doom Eternal in there. You might have actually been right on a Doom game. I, I've, I've kind of thrown around whether it's Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, or Darksiders 2, honestly. But I think you it might like be Doom Eternal. Do that much? I do. It's my favorite Darksiders game. I just absolutely love Death as a character. I absolutely, That's my favorite Darksiders, hands down. I love that whole series, actually. It has a special place in my heart for a lot of reasons. But uh, I really I like Darksiders 2. But I didn't think it was that great. You know? Right. Um, but I think it might be Doom Eternal. I think Doom Eternal is hands down the best first-person shooter I've ever played in my life. It is hands down, like, among the top two best action, like, like action games I've ever played. Yeah. Like, the, the second best action game I've ever played is Control, I think, in my opinion. The second best ever. Control's pretty good, yeah. Control's... It's... It's really fucking good, in my opinion. But Doom Eternal is really fucking good. I, God, I love that game. It's so good. I, I'm surprised I haven't played it again. I have beaten Doom 2016 twice, though. I replayed it again right before Doom Eternal came out. But Doom Eternal is my game of the year for 2020, hands down. Um, 
But, uh, damn. Yeah, so <clears throat> the next three, I'm very passionate about these three. And so I'll go with, I will put it at three. Like, I'm actually going to say that it is three, and it's The Witcher 3. Hmm. Hands down, Witcher 3. Yeah. It is probably definitely one of the best. I'm surprised you didn't guess that, The Witcher 3 was up there. I should have. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, because I talk high praise for that game. It set a super fucking high bar that was only topped by another game. And I think The Witcher 3 is hands down one of the best RPGs ever created. With an amazing world, amazing atmosphere, music, story, characters, side quests. It was one of the first games I ever played that really the side quests felt like they were main story missions. You know what I mean? And like the side quests felt like they added to the story. And some of them actually do. So, yeah, and you know, like you do something, and you'll like catch someone talking about it in a town. I love The Witcher Three, and Geralt is a character, you know. And that's coming yeah, from someone who didn't actually enjoy The Witcher Two. So I didn't either. I played it. Uh, I was free on 360. I played it, and I didn't really care about it that much. I didn't really care for it. It was okay. It was okay. I mean, I just didn't care for it. The load times are so fucking long in that game on console. I don't know about PC, but on console, it was just fucking unbearable. And I'm not a person who's that picky when it comes to load times. I don't really care if a game takes fucking a few minutes to load, but that game was just too much. <laughs> too much. I just couldn't do it. it like, within the first like hour of the game, you get a load time that's fucking 20 minutes, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I, it, just, it just killed me. And I think the combat was way worse in that game compared to 3. The polish was way worse compared to three, which I mean makes sense because they've always been indie devs, and I would even say that like three is more triple A. I mean, uh, not triple A, but double A. Because technically, their first triple A game was Cyberpunk, and it didn't even reach the quality of Witcher Three. So, and even the Witcher Three originally launched with like a ton of bugs, evidently, even though I didn't really encounter that many. I had a lot of bugs with Roach. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the horse AI is kind of ass, but. Other than that, I mean, it wasn't too bad. But, um, yeah, anyway, so that Witcher 3, that's number 3 for me. Number 2 is Prey 2017. Hands oh, I guessed Prey down. Too. That is hands down one of my favorite games of all time. It's my favorite immersive sim, like, favorite game like that. And a lot of people get confused. You know, it's not a it's not a first-person shooter. Like, yeah, you shoot in first-person perspective, but it's not a shooter. You know, it's a very systems-driven game with some choice and consequence, and it's all about the freedom to interact with everything and choose how you go about things, and I think it has some of the best atmosphere in any video game that I've ever played. And a very living, uh, desolate, lonely space station that is like a giant dungeon. That takes that like Art Deco design from Bioshock and like a dungeon design. It has some kind of long uh, load times, which on PC and like Xbox One X are way shorter than you know other consoles. Um, but damn, that game is so fucking good in my opinion. I've I'm like halfway through a second playthrough. I love the DLC. I haven't beat it DLC though, but that game is phenomenal. And there's so many games that I would put like. 
that are so close to these games in my top five that would easily be in my top ten or twenty. Like they're so close. Like I have so many yeah. games that are battling for the top five. You know what I mean? There's one game that'll never be dethroned, which is the next game I'll talk about, and I'm gonna make you guess what that is in just a second. But you know, Prey 2017 is very special to me, and and just the intro to that game and the conclusion and just it's very special, and I think it's a a unique experience that was underappreciated. Even like the game prior to it, just called Prey, that was a different kind of game entirely. Not related in any way. It was also an underappreciated game, but it, it just does so much, and I think the game is genuinely too good for its own good. Like, it's too detailed, too polished for most people to play it, because it comes across as, like, too much. Sometimes it's hard to, like, grasp a lot of things in the game for a lot of people. It even, like, I bought it for my dad because he likes horror and it kind of has that somewhat of a horror vibe. Um, yeah. But he's never really played a game like that because it's not just a first-person shooter horror game. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's an immersive sim. You know, it's on the level of Dishonored, Deus Ex, Bioshock, but more in-depth than Bioshock. Um, and he played it. He never really played anything like that before. It took him like a month to beat the game. He played it on normal. It was too difficult for him, so he bumped it down to easy. <laughs> but he loved it. And it was like the only game that he's ever played and that I've ever bought him. Which he, I've bought him a bunch of games the past few years that he's loved, but that's the only game where he like almost every day texted me and was talking about that game. Every day. And he loved it. Like He loved that game. And it was it was very challenging for him, and I think he liked that because it was refreshing. You know what I mean? He got used to, like, he would always rent these games for Redbox. They're most of the, like, AAA, you know, point A to B linear story-driven games, which is fine. But they didn't really provide as much challenge, and he liked that challenge that was provided. That game is another game that just does side quests so fucking well. And world design and atmosphere and everything. Just fantastic. So, we're gonna move on. I actually did, if anybody wants to check it out, I did a solo podcast episode talking about Prey 2017 specifically. I don't know if you've checked that out or not, Tyler. No, I only checked out episode zero. Oh yeah, rage the rage two talk thing. Yeah, yep. you check out the prey one. It's like me for like fifty six minutes <laughs> talking <laughs> about it. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool. Someone's watched it. Uh, I saw it has like one view or something. I share I shared it on Twitter and everything. Like I'll be sharing this one. Check it out. Anyway, I want you to guess what my number one favorite game of all time. Number one of top five. Number one of Every list that there is that I think is a game that's going to take a while to top. What do, you, what do you think that is? You said Red Dead 2 yet? No, I haven't. Is it Red Dead 2? Oh, damn right, it's Red Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, that game is, in my mind, a fucking masterpiece. Okay, that game is fucking... It sets a bar that nothing has surpassed. Nothing has come close to... Actually, except for The Witcher 3, I think it's the closest thing that's come to it. But... And that was before, but I mean, I think it's the closest thing that came to what Red Dead 2 had done. And it made me so excited for Cyberpunk when they said that they were trying to reach that level, and they came nowhere close. Yeah. I mean, in their in their side quest design, and their world building, and stuff like that, Cyberpunk did really fucking well, actually, but they just, a lot of other things, they just did didn't. well, but there's no way it came anywhere close. No, no, overall, as a product, it's not even a fucking, like, it's less than a quarter close to that. 
But Red Dead 2 is just so fucking great, and when when I hear people say, oh, everything's so slow, and it just takes forever, and it's too realistic, and Welcome to it's, the West, it's, it's, it's got, you know, that, that which, I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit on the, the fact that <laughs> Rockstar's used the same fucking three, like, third-person weighty-ass gameplay for all of their games. It's never changed. Um, that's true. Their combat's really never changed, but... The way the weapons feel, and when they, you know, you have to individual, like when you shoot a rifle, you have to individually cock the gun. You know what I mean? With every bullet you shoot, you press the trigger a second time. You load the round and you shoot, and you load the round and you shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome, in my opinion. The way, like, the damage that bullets do, and the injuries, and people bleeding out. The fact the first time I ever threw a fucking Molotov into a camp and it burned the whole camp down, charred everybody around it, I was like, damn, I did not expect that level of detail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that game has detail times a million. And and the whole world literally grows and changes and evolves and like develops as you play the game in real time. I never thought it was gonna be anywhere as near as good as it was and I mean I knew it was it was like Rockstar did phenomenal at GTA V and the original Red Dead. I knew it was going to be good, but I did not... No, I, I didn't know it was going to be that fucking good either. What the fuck? It was just a fucking amazing game, hands down. Yeah. That's... It's... Nothing can surpass it, in my opinion. Something probably will one day, but I think it'll be another Rockstar game. I don't think anything else is really going to reach that fucking quality. I mean, f like, 4,000 people worked on that game for seven years. On a Rockstar yeah. budget, 4,000 people worked on one game for seven years straight. Again? Uh, no, I don't think so. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Tyler. Tyler. Okay, that's odd. Hold on, guys. Unpaused. I had to pause it for a second. Anyway, I, I was saying... Uh, what was I saying? Damn it. Oh, like 4,000 people working on one game for seven years straight. And for, for that whole time, they didn't really crunch. But like the last, yeah. the last three months, they crunched like triple time. And they got paid bonuses and all this other stuff for it. But, you know, it shouldn't happen because blah, blah. But, I mean, they worked on the game for seven years. The last three months, they got crunched hardcore. Like, half the people didn't even leave the company, didn't even leave the buildings. Like, they lived there for, like, months or whatever. And that's not good. You know, that's not good. That's unhealthy, and it's bad on the corporate side. But they didn't have to do it for seven years. And they got paid a ton of bonuses for doing it. So I don't really see it as being 
that awful, other than the fact that if they said no, they wouldn't have got paid bonuses. So, it's kind of bad. Well, that's yeah. my top five. So, I guess we'll we'll end it I'd here. I'd say it's, it's pretty close, except you've got some... You've got Dead Island, and you've got a... Uh, Prey. Prey that I don't really, you know... Like, I like them, but they're not... Yeah. I don't even think they're in my top 20, honestly. Right. Yeah, that's fine. But, uh, anyway, it's been a pretty good podcast. This one's actually probably our longest podcast, because the ones that I did solo were 20 minutes, 55 minutes, and then the last one we did was like an hour and a half. This one's literally almost two hours. We're like three minutes from two hours. If you want to go on, we can, keep, wow. we can reach two hours. Yeah, it's been a long fucking podcast. I didn't expect that. But I think it's just because we covered, we kind of went off and covered a few different topics along the way. So Yeah. But, probably going to end it here. Like I said, we plan on doing a civilization revolution and then like doubling up on just civilization. We're just basically a civilization discussion talk podcast episode after this one. We are going to try to do one with our friend Ricky, uh, just talking about the PS5 and stuff around PlayStation. You know, get on all kinds of stuff on that. Um, and hopefully our friend Dakota can get on, get in on one sometime soon. Once I finish the DLC for Rage 2, I want to do talk with uh, Tyler on that. Because I've beaten the game, I can, I can talk a lot about it, and it'll be just basically my Rage 2 review on a podcast, because... But I want to get the DLC in there and see if that can make my <coughs> opinion a little bit better, but I don't think it's going to change that much. Maybe a little yeah. bit, but not not drastically. I mean, it's still going to be like, I love the combat and hate Maybe 90% of everything worse. else, but <laughs> if I play the DLC and think the DLC is better than the main game, I'll just say, hey, you know, the DLC is better than the main game. Was it worth what I, you know, was it worth the price paying for the DLC, blah, 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 but like, once I beat the DLC, we'll go over that. I kind of want to do an episode eventually talking about Assassin's Creed since I've been recently playing uh, Origins and maybe one on Origins some of the stuff as I beat and play some other stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, follow me, Twitter, at Lord of the RPG, on YouTube. So come subscribe at Lord of the RPG. Got some new videos coming soon. I got uh, my Hotline Miami collection Switch physical copy unboxing. A few more things. Uh, a new channel update coming pretty soon. Um, I think that's all my, my ads. And then you can follow Tyler. And Mopar TMU. Yeah. On and, pretty much everything. And I'm, you know, I'm Machine TV on Xbox and Steam and all that stuff. You can add me. I haven't changed my uh, PlayStation yet, so I still, I'm still Machine Head 100 on that. And you can find him at Mopar TMU on everything else as well. So it's been a good podcast, been a good discussion, covered a lot of stuff. It's a long ass podcast. Think we might need to start kind of condensing these down a little bit shorter, make people <laughs> be able to yeah. kind of like get our podcast in smaller doses and kind of see if they want to watch the stuff that's two hours long. We could have like a timer going. Just yeah, to I think I think <clears throat> like for like our next few podcasts, we're gonna try to like do a timer and, le- and we're gonna try to keep it within the the thirty to forty five minute range. Mm. I think. What do you think? What do you think? 30, 30 to forty five minute range. Just to, Two hours or hour yeah, that and a half. sounds that sounds good. I think that's a little bit better. And then we'll say. I, I think a long episode could go to like an hour, maybe, but I don't yeah, think we should yeah. go past an hour. I think we should, yeah, thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, a longer, more in-depth one, about an hour. 
try to do more of those as our main episodes. Now maybe some of our side episodes are little bonuses and extras that are just like a little bit less structured, you know. But these are kind of yeah. well, we just kind of rant sometimes, but um, those can be as long as we have time for. But you know, I mean, the only reason they end up being this long is because we like what we're talking about. We're passionate about video games and the discussion and like the topics in which we're talking about, and that's a good thing. That's what we want to do here. We want to bring good conversation, you know, enrich just discussion about different topics. So I think that's we're doing a good job at that. Anything else for you? Nope, I'm Gucci. All right, see you guys next time.